How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast, the podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games discussed by one certified Japanaholic. I'm your host, Taylor Fry, and today I am back in my usual recording setup, studio, blah, 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 instead of being upstairs like I was in the past few Saturday episodes, um, where I've discussed, like, last Saturday, where I discussed mangas that I've been reading that should get anime adaptation. Um, today there's been some new things that have come from the Japan economy that, uh, could shape the future for how streaming anime could happen. Um, the biggest news that's come out of the entire month of August is that the ever-so-famous streaming service, Kiss Anime, was shut down for copyright reasons, of course. Um, and Kiss Anime has been such a huge streaming thing for, like, what, 15 or so many years? I mean, like, not really a lot, that much, but at the same time, it was massive, okay? Kiss Anime was massive for, you know, trying to watch any anime shows, like, ever, okay? And, um, today I just want to discuss what the future holds for not only... The copyright part of watching anime, you know. And I kind of just want to also go over some of the, like, kind of, like, things that I've seen on Twitter. Where people are either talking about streaming services or just, you know, giving their thoughts and opinions on streaming services and stuff like that. And pirating, torrenting, and that whole process, I'll say. Okay, now before we get into, like, discussing my thoughts and stuff like that, okay, going on to the topic of KISS Anime, have I ever used the website before? I actually have on a few occasions used it, um, but I don't think I've used, I've used KISS Anime a little bit, I can't remember what I watched it for again, or what anime I watched it for again, I think it was because most times, most OVAs, or most, like, bonus episodes or something like that uh aren't available on the streaming service that i watch a lot which is uh vrv which if uh not a whole lot of people know if you don't know what vrv is it's basically crunchyroll and high dev combined into one it used to embed crunchyroll high dev and funimation i think it was or it was just uh crunchyroll and funimation if i remember correctly it was one of those two and funimation you know got out of it so, back then, that was, like, the fucking streaming service to go if you were paying for it. Because you got two in one. So, and it's not that expensive, actually. It's only, like, eight bucks a month, I think. If I remember correctly. Um, but I've never used, like, Kiss Anime to watch entire anime series. I've actually used another website that was called Nine Anime. I don't know if that service is still up. I don't think it... I think it still is, if I remember correctly. But I used that streaming service uh, to watch the first season of the Haganai series, which was, uh, this was at the time when I did not have Funimation, by the way. Because uh, for the longest time, I only had VRV, and I did not use Funimation because I did really think I needed Funimation for most series um, that I wanted to watch. And then I wanted to watch Steinsgate and Haganai, but those two series I couldn't find on Crunchyroll or not Crunchyroll. VRV, same thing, kind of, but 
they didn't have it on there, so I had to go use uh, either Funimation or Nine Anime. And I watched, uh, I watched the first season of Steins Gate on Nine Anime, and then I used um, VRV to watch the second season because there was a. For, I don't know why. I don't know why this is, but the second season of Steins Gate's on VRV, but the first season is not. I don't know why that is. <laughs> I, I seriously don't get that. If you're going to have the entire series on, if you're going to have a series on there, you got to have the entire series, not just one season, especially the second season, if it's only that. So I don't understand why it was like that, but I had to watch the first season on uh, a pirating website, which was stressful. It is stressful if you don't have an ad blocker. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that a lot. Um, and it's even more stressful when you wanted to create an account on that website, but you couldn't access the account with the ad blocker on. So I guess that's a really creative way of not having, or uh, that's a really creative way of having people not have ad blockers onto their systems or whatever, onto the website. So there's that. I, moral of the story is I never really use uh, those streaming services unless the series is not on either VRV or on Funimation. There are some except there are some series that you know that I could probably start watching that are on those series. Um on excuse me, on those websites. I don't know why I said series, sorry. Um but the new copyright rule in Japan is probably going to change how we watch some of these shows. Not just here like in the United States, but also like all around the world. Because I talk about I, I talk about these streaming services like Crunchyroll, Funimation, VRV, you know, I talk about these streaming services because of the fact that it's available here in America and in the United Kingdom and in some other places around the world. I can't name off all of the places off the top of my head. I only know those two. I think Canada has it, if I remember correctly. So maybe three, but I could be wrong because uh, I haven't really looked into like where they're available but the only you know the massive problem is that that's just like a small chunk of like places around the world and for the past like many for the past like many years now i want to say like five years but mainly like the last three years anime has gotten super super popular okay massively popular all around the world okay not just here in the states but also in like places like india uh, places in like uh, Russia, uh, Mexico, Canada, even uh, just to name off a few uh, countries. Basically, all the countries I've seen a spike in anime, uh, anime viewership or whatever. Uh, and the problem that many of those countries face is that they don't have a streaming service like Crunchyroll or Funimation to watch the shows on. They have to rely on these uh, on these services like Nine Anime or Kiss Anime in order for, you know, them to watch anything, really. And I am, I I have to say, like, this new copyright thing will change how people can watch all around the world, okay? And I've seen a lot of people who live in other countries that do not have, like, Crunchyroll or Funimation, where they're like, well, how else are we going to watch it? Because... The issue that comes with trying to use Crunchyroll or trying to use Funimation is the fact that it, all, all of their subscriptions are in US dollars, which many times you can convert over because I know there's been many times where like, like, <laughs> uh, 
you could buy stuff from Japan using US money, it would just automatically convert itself over to uh, yens. But in many cases, that does not happen. And, you know, you're just SOL. You know, you're shit out of luck when it comes to um, trying to watch anime on these services. Uh, and necessarily, I, I believe that's just... I, I don't know how I could fix this, uh, fix that if I was Cartoon Roller or Funimation, to be honest. It's difficult to, like, give your service available to every country ever. It's difficult, okay? Like, it's kind of like how YouTube is with their copyright system. If you show, like, one thing that's copyrighted from, like, Japan, okay, like Sony, like, uh, like, it's Sony Music, for example. If you show something from Japan that's, like, from Sony Music or Warner Brothers, Japan or whatever, it's just immediately taken off YouTube in Japan, and you can't watch it. And I put my, I don't know why I did this, to be honest, I put my YouTube's location in, in Japan just so I can, you know, figure, just so I can see, you know, all the content that isn't available, not only, like, not only in Japan because, you know, we tr we <laughs> copyright rules there, but I wanted to see what Japan content would not be shown in America because it's not available here or whatever. And there's a lot of content that I found where it's available in Japan, but nowhere else, okay? And vice versa, where it's like, it's available in the States and uh, everywhere else, but not Japan because, you know, of course, um, con copyright. And, um, my channel is no exception. There is a bunch of videos where, uh, you know, unfortunately this happens, like I said, because of the copyright rules in Japan, uh, where even though it's a small portion, a small video, small audio clip, small anything, if it's copyrighted, it's mostly going to get blocked in Japan. And that's not a huge issue, like a very huge issue, but the fact that I've actually had viewers from Japan in the past, like, four four weeks now that I think about it, just say month, Taylor, just say month, but the fact that I've had Japan viewers in the past month or whatever watching something from my content means that, you know, there's some people in Japan that do want to watch my content, okay, so, you know, it's not like here, like, it's not like uh, the percentage here in the United States where it's obviously high because that's kind of like where a lot of people watch YouTube and a lot of people watch, like, mainly English YouTube, or podcast, or whatever, it's not surprised. You, you know, United States is, like, top on everybody's, like, de demographic board or whatever, um, unless they're completely in a different language, um, and their target demographic is completely different, but that's just what I've noticed, at least. Um, but to go back on the topic of, like, the, the copyright stuff and stuff like that for anime and uh, international viewers... It's now going to be even more difficult to watch anime shows and stuff like that because of the fact that you won't be able to access uh, the streaming services such as Crunchyroll or Funimation uh, unless you use a VPN, which not a lot of people will do. I will say like maybe 80% of otakus that are, excuse me, 80% of international otakus they will probably use a VPN if they really, really, really want to watch anime. But I, 
Using a VPN just takes a whole lot more steps and getting like a professional VPN like Norton or Express or just to name off a, like a small few, you'll really have to spend a little bit of money for this. And most otakus aren't capable of spending that much money, I'll be honest, okay? Because many of them are like just, just entering their teen years or just about ready to exit their teen years. Uh, but, you know, many of them still will probably spend like 10 bucks a month for a freaking VPN service just to then go and spend another 10 bucks a month on streaming services and stuff like that. That's 20 bucks a month for anime. I mean, a lot of people already, and this is like the biggest thing I've seen when it comes to like, um, what's it called? Ah, streaming services. Uh, mind gone blank? Thank you. But this is the biggest complaint that I've uh, came across when it comes to, um, streaming services is the fact that it's expensive or it's you know cost money and stuff like that to watch anime and stuff like that um and i will okay so as somebody who pays for streaming services like funimation and vrv but you know it, like i said before it's crunchyroll and dynav so but i think i may say crunchyroll on my instance because of the fact that it's easier to say than vrv but anyways um, I pay for those two every month, and while it is about like 10 bucks a month, I still see the reason why a lot of people complain about the fact that the streaming services are completely, like, unnecessary to buy or whatever, okay? Um, because of the fact that you're paying, you know, many, many dollars a month to watch, like, a specific, uh, like, I will admit there is a bunch of anime... Uh, anime shows and series and stuff like that in the catalog of Crunchyroll and Funimation, obviously. But, you know, when you can get that same amount, that same size catalog, but even bigger, for free, on a website, all you really have to deal with is a bunch of hot singles in your areas kind of ads. I mean, possibly that's just more of a fair trade-off i guess that's a fair trade-off i mean if you also want to use an ad blocker to get rid of the ads completely you can but most websites nowadays are becoming self-aware of people using uh ad blockers and they're like all right all right listen here boy you gotta you gotta turn your ad blocker off or else you cannot see some anime titties so i've I have unfortunately had experienced that before when it comes to those ad blockers. Uh, they are useful, but they're also not very useful on many different websites. And it it happens, you know? So if you can use an ad blocker on a website, that's good. If not, then I don't know. Uh, if there's any international viewers watching wondering where they should turn to if they use Kiss Anime or, uh, or if their favorite uh, service, whatever, got shut down... I don't know, because I've never really gone into using, like, those kinds of services. Um, especially because I there's no need for me to. But, I don't know. A lot of people also say, oh, like, oh, just torrent this stuff. It's like, torrenting is... I've never done torrenting, actually. So, I don't know how the process works. I know a lot of people say it's, like, easy. A lot of people say it's, like, really difficult. It's, like, a mixed bag. I don't know. Um, I've never done torrenting, okay, ever. Like, anything I've ever gotten illegally, like, pirating and stuff like that, I've gotten off shady-ass websites from the dark web. <laughs> well, not on the dark web. That, that part was a lie. But, yeah, shady websites, yes. They were soft-totic, for example. But, um... So... 
And then there's also complaints about how Crunchyroll and Funimation treat their employees or they treat their um their staff and they don't care about like the whole uh anime stuff they're just doing it for the money or whatever and there's been a lot of people who obviously you know can see it this way and of course the like translators and uh the the people who actually do the subtitling and stuff like that they get paid just as much as an animator does in Japan, which if you don't know about the, uh, the wages of, uh, like, uh, animators and stuff like that in Japan, holy shit, it's fucking low, it's like, and I mean stupidly low, I mean stupidly low for how, like, how much work an animator is supposed to do, okay? And... That is a story for another episode, because if I get into, like, how wages work and stuff like that, that would take me another half hour that I don't really want to get into this week. Um, but I probably will get into that soon, because of the fact that wages are a huge thing in anime. Uh, especially for, like, people who really love studios, and, like, really love to, like go in-depth and do, like, research on how anime is, like, made and stuff like that. I know a lot of otakus probably, like, don't give a shit what studio makes what as long as something's made and it's on their TV screen with subtitles that they can look at or not if they're really good at Japanese. Jealous. I envy those kind of people, but that's just me. Um, but for someone like me, I don't know if... I, I honestly can't be the only one, but I... F uh, there's a part of me that thinks I am with my level where it's like before I watch a show on Crunchyroll or on Funimation, I check the seiyus on who plays who and check their backlog. I check the studio to make sure I know what I'm getting my, my ass into. I check, I don't check reviews because most reviews are spoilers. So I'm like, all right, I'll give my own reviews at the end of this series, but I just want to get like a good taste of what I'm going to be experiencing because I've listened to so many Japanese, so much Japanese for the past, like, year and a half now <laughs> on, uh, on anime, where I can almost distinguish a lot of seiyus of voices from each other. It's not difficult for me to, like, point out and say, oh, yeah, I think I've heard that character before. Sounds extremely familiar, Chex. Oh, exactly who I thought it was. There's been a lot of, there's been a ton of instances where it's like that, but, um, but that's just how I do it, okay? Um, but to go back onto the, the copyright stuff... Um, for everybody who's watching anime outside of the United States and the United Kingdom, it's, it's gonna be tough to watch these anime shows unless it's on, like, Netflix or Hulu. I don't know if Hulu's available outside the United States. I don't think so, but I know Netflix is. So, obviously, if there's anime on Netflix, you got anime on Netflix. You know, you can watch it from there. But it's such a, like, Netflix's anime catalog, while it is expanding, like, every every month or every other month, they expand, like, a lot of shows. Like, they added Toradora not too long ago, which is, you know, I already watched it, but I'm really freaking happy they did that. But their catalog is still pretty small to the point where it's like, if Netflix is all you're going to do, if all you're going to use Netflix for is anime, which is not the number one thing I would use Netflix for, but if that's you, then it's not worth it, to be honest. Um, but the, but outside of the United States, 
the whole streaming side of Japan, uh, excuse me, the whole streaming side of anime, it, it may go down quite a bit. I do expect to see a lot of these websites to go down, like, pretty much one after the other. Like, bam, there goes Night Anime, bam, there goes, um, this website or this website, there goes that one, bam, and bam, and bam, like a freaking revolver, you know, just shooting off bullets one after the other. Okay, and I, that's for anime, but there's one part of me that is, I'm terrified for this, okay, because the whole anime side is, you know, everybody knows about the anime side, the manga side scares the hell out of me, because there is a ton of websites that have mangas fully translated that you can quickly just click and read. Just like that, and snap, and like a cl and like several clicks of a mouse or whatever, or tap on the phone, whatever you're on. Um, but that worries me because I have no idea if those websites are going to be down now. Many websites, uh, or can I say? I think I could say this makes sense, but there are many websites where you could buy the same manga chapter. And stuff like that, okay? Like Bookwalker or Barnes and Nobles or Amazon. Amazon sells these uh, digitally uh, translated chapters. Pretty cool, pretty cool. But these chapters and these series, let's just say I don't think it's worth spending. Let's just buy penny. I don't think it's worth spending two bucks of flipping every freaking chapter, okay? All, okay, especially if the series in question only has about, like, 10 pages a chapter. Like, if it's, like, 2 bucks, it's, what, 50 cents, not 50 cents, excuse me, like, 5 cents a page. I don't think it's worth it, because I remember spending a little bit of money to read the last few chapters of Domestic Nakata Show when Manga Rock officially shut down, which... Hurt my soul in many ways than one, okay? And I think a lot of people will understand the reasons, okay? But for those who don't, there's many reasons why it hurt my soul. The first one being Magarok shut down, which was the, I mean, the biggest manga app ever. Like, ever, okay? Anybody who wanted to read mangas went on Magarok and bam, everything was there and simple. And it was, like, amazing. It was amazing for using you know, for, like, reading mangas and stuff like that, okay, because even though there were ads, those ads were, like, very, like, placed at the very bottom, and they're, like, a banner, like, a small banner, uh, at the very bottom, so most times it was unnecessary, it was, like, you didn't really see it at most times, um, the second reason being that the, the, it just, it flowed really well, okay, the menu, the, the UI, the menus, everything flowed really well, okay, uh, so it was perfect for reading chapters. It was perfect for finding the newest mangas to read. Especially if there was a lot of mangas that were being recommended to you. That's how I found a lot of these series that don't have anime adaptations. That I probably talked about last week. Was because of the fact that Manga Rock would recommend you pretty much the exact same manga. But also not the exact same manga if you get what I'm saying. Um, uh, the second reason was because of the fact that it was domestic, not Kanejo. And the fact that the last few chapters, now reading back the the, the, the the series, 
yeah, it wasn't the greatest ending in the entire world. In fact, there was a little bit of like a why the fuck does this happen and stuff like that. But you know what? For it being a very long series and shit like that, I mean, the ending could have been like a whole lot worse, but it could have been a whole lot better. It was very mid in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, Domestic Narcotic Show is the second reason in general. <laughs> and the third reason is because I spent money reading Domestic Narcotic Show. Okay, now I get, okay, and for anybody who, like, is listening to this that it's all for Bookwalker and stuff like that, and the fact that it's, like, hurting the artist and stuff like that, I get that Bookwalker supports the officially, like, the, the official artist or storytellers or whatever, because not only do they have, like, mangas, they have light novels that you can buy and read, and it helps out the, uh, the author a lot. Because they, it supports them in, a, you know, a big way. At least that's what I've heard. What's what I've heard, but, um, I just find that if some people are able to read something, you know, not waste money to read something, and if they are a fan of it, they will support the creators. I feel like it's it's a lot. It would help out. It would help out a lot if you get like a taste of something for free, like an entire chapter for free or an entire like volume for free in, in this instance. And then if you're like, oh, I actually kind of like this. You go support the creator on either Twitter or their whatever they're on social media and even buy a few things from, you know, um, from their sites or whatever or buy the chapters online where they could be, you know officially like supporting the authors and stuff like that they always say that but sometimes they don't i mean crunchyroll says that sometimes and funimation says that sometimes can we believe them who knows unless you work at crunchyroll or funimation or wherever that says this you know if you could confirm then please if not then i mean i don't know it's a little sketchy sketchy like a sketchbook in my opinion but um yeah it's just it to go back on the copyright thing it's it scares the hell out of me because if these manga sites get shut down, not only are we going to be able, are we going to lose the ability to like read these, uh, these chapters that are ever so updated, like pretty much on the dime in, in, uh, in our native language, whether it's English, German, Espanol, just to name a few. Um, not only will it be extremely difficult for us to read in our native language but for those for those like mangas that have not caught their big break yet in terms of like their popularity because of the fact that like you know they're not serialized in like a like a magazine or whatever they're just on the they're just on a website and when chapters come out boom there's you know, it's on the website, and, you know, the raws are on there, and you can quickly, you know, translate it if you had a group of translators doing that sort of stuff. Um, it's going, like, those kinds of, those kinds of series are going to be few far between where they get anywhere, okay? Because, like I said before, there's been a ton of series, like manga series, that probably will not get an anime adaptation because they're not serialized, but their biggest hope is the is the fact that if they can get a ton of followers, like, online from people, like, reading it and so often, just getting curious and, like, oh, I want to see what this series is about. Oh, it's actually pretty good. I'll share this out. Get the word out that this series is good. You know, that'll happen less often if these, if these sites shut down because of copyright. 
it do I see them shutting down? I don't know. That's the th that's what I'm worried about. There's part of me that's like, oh yeah, they'll easily shut down. It's it's copyright, okay? It's like it's made by somebody who you know, especially if it's a serialized series in a in a magazine like Shonen Jump or Shoujo Jump magazine, um, it'll easily get taken down because of the fact that it's like in a copyrighted magazine. So like, boom, it's gonna get taken down. Uh, but then there's like part of me that's like, well, maybe some of these series that aren't serialized, you know, probably like the original copyright, like holders, like the artists or the, uh, the authors, they'll probably be all like fair game. You know, if people want to read it, people want to read it, you know, it helps me get my popularity out there. You know, who knows? I mean, I've never been an author. I've never been a manga. I've never been a light novelist, even though I really want to become all three of those. But it's tough to get your name out there when you don't really have a name in the first place. So your best bet is to have your stuff, like, you know, read out somewhere, okay? And have people support you from there. It, it, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough life being in the anime industry when, like, being like a writer or something like that. It's tough. I'll admit it. It is tough. I mean... I don't know what else to say for, like, as, you know, if there's a potential mangaka listening to this, they could probably agree with this, you know, but maybe. Who knows? I can't really, I don't know if I'll have the same opinions or whatever as the the listener currently listening to this. Possibly, like, 80% of what I'm saying could be, you know, agreeable to the listener right now, or maybe I'm completely dead wrong and their opinions are probably a whole lot more different than me. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I don't know what the future holds entirely with the anime streaming services or mangas, manga services. Because as much as I, I as much as I feel like a lot of sites are going to get shut down, I feel like there's going to be points where maybe some sites will stay up, and you know maybe streaming won't be as difficult as it was back in like 2010 or whatever. Because it's easier now to find animes and watch animes now than what it was back then, obviously. Uh, back then, you really had to either tour it or go on webs or like sketchy websites because there was not like Crunchyroll back then until like 2007 or whatever. Or there were 2006, excuse me. And you really had to rely on like torrenting sites and fan subs to really watch anime. Nowadays, we're pretty much spoiled with all this sort of stuff because we have these websites and we have these services that are dedicated to uploading anime series and you know officially translated versions of the series and stuff like that um the biggest thing i could say though is that no matter what changes just try and support the the series in some way okay um many mangas that are being translated now are being translated by like an officially translated group or whatever most of the time you could find their like discord page at the end of a at the end of a manga page uh, manga chapter or two uh you know, just support these people because it's difficult to make a living in the anime industry, whether you're a translator or, you know, give it, going as far as to be in a person writing a story or something like that, like a light novel or a manga. So, if that is the case, just please, like, support them in some ways, okay? Uh, and whether, and, like, if you're wondering if you want to do a streaming service or something like that, or, like, if you want to pay for Crunchyroll or something like that. It's completely up to you. I'm not going to say my, like, what I'm forcing you to do, okay? I can say my opinions all I want, but it's not facts, okay? 
Okay, sometimes it may be facts, but they are, like, said in an opinion-style way. Okay, where it's like, I can say this, but unless I fact-check it, I'm just, you know, spitting. <laughs> I'm spitting out of my mouth. Um, so, but I will say, like, for me, I've used, I've used, like, VRV. I've used Funimation. I have used streaming, ser or, like, streaming service websites, whatever they're, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, like Kiss Anime or whatever. I've used them before, okay? I've used everything to watch anime before, my, okay? So it's not like I'm just like wholeheartedly like, oh, go to a streaming service, pay like 10 bucks a month for Crunchyroll, and fuck those websites. No, I'm not like that, okay? Uh, just use whatever you can, okay? If you find something that's convenient to you and, and you can like work around stuff, do it, okay? Because it's easier for me to use VRV on my Fire Stick TV upstairs, even though sometimes I feel like I'm in this huge state of drought, or like this huge state, excuse me, where I go a long time without watching anything because I don't, I don't know why. I'll have to, I'll have to talk about this kind of feeling soon. But it's that, and then there'll be times where I'm like, oh, I really want to read like mangas. I, I like want to read mangas. I want to watch anime. Ah. That kind of stuff. Uh, so, I'll probably talk about that in the next few weeks. Um, this is the last Saturday episode, by the way. Everything else is going to be just Wednesdays, like it usually was. I wanted to do a double upload uh, for this month because of the fact that I was with my buddy Lee, or Malcolm Liat, and our podcast recording session went on for about two hours, which was about four episodes. And if you can tell by Wednesday's episode, I did not want to do another Wednesday episode. Or I, I didn't want to do another Wednesday and Saturday upload schedule. I like doing one a week. Let me uh, let me be honest. One a week is just fine. One a week is fine. Fine by me. So, yeah. Everything will be uh, from Wednesdays from now on. So, there's that. Um, but I think that'll do it for this episode of the Japan All Like Podcast. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, make sure to click the follow button, share this podcast out with your fellow Japanaholics, and pretty much thank you all for supporting this year. Uh, for this, I can't speak. <laughs> thank you all so much for supporting this podcast because I started this podcast back in like March, and never in my life did I think I would really make it this far in terms of doing a podcast, especially when it's one man. It is one man, and I do apologize still that it's like it probably won't become like a like a two man thing for a little while. Maybe that's fine for many people, but I know for a lot of other people, one man podcasts are just not their thing. It's hard to reach the perfect demographic of you know uh, of an audience. So there's that. But anyways, thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Japanolic Podcast. Tune in next Wednesday. We'll do it all over again. But for now, guys, I've been Taylor Friday, certified Japanolic. Signing off. Good night. Don't fucking copyright claim.